You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. I lost it a long time ago. And folks, that's the way we started. <laughs> Geekiest show ever, episode 261. Mike lost it. And we're all glad to know that he might find it at some point in time. How are you doing this evening, Michael? Not too bad. So this is the one you bid on it because we, we always play this little game, throw out things and what's Kevin going to latch on to to start the show. And we had a few that we just kind of went, no, a little over that line. So well, this is the one that he went with. So. Yeah, I, I, I do have some level of decency. It's not high, but I do have a certain amount of decency. And you'll notice that we are sans any of the female hosts of the show. Uh, Melissa's occupied and... Um, Elisa is at is at the Sinbad concert or show. I'm not sure which one which one you'd call it, but she's there tonight uh, watching that. And I've told her we expect a full report uh, next week on the show. So stand by for that, listeners. But this week we have to start out with the ever popular, <laughs> all inspiring, much ballyhooed weather forecast. Because it got a bit wild this week. At least it did for me. Uh, before I leap into the weather forecast itself, we actually had a tornado warning um, Tuesday evening here. Something that doesn't happen very often where I live. It, you know, once every couple years, maybe once a year we'll get one. And, you know, all the phones and all the cell phones in the house start going, bleep, 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 you know, all this stuff. And, uh both my phones were going off, my wife's phone, my daughter's phone, everything was going off. And, uh, you know, seek shelter now, you know, and all this. And we were going, but it's not doing anything. The sky's clearing up now. <laughs> and it was a little behind on that one, but that's okay. Uh, but turned out we'd had a, um, we did have one. It was about, oh, about eight, eight miles or so west or east, maybe a little bit north of me. Um, but there was some damage about a mile or so for me, but that was determined to be uh, microburst straight line wind damage uh, in a trailer park where it brought down some big trees that fortunately did no damage to any of the homes or did very minor damage. Uh, it actually closed one of the roads out of town. It took a big old tree down and crossroad right in the middle of rush hour. So it's like, nobody's going east. So. <laughs> It was it was quite the adventure, and we had a. It, I mean, it just poured. First, it rained from the left, then it rained from the right, then it rained from the back, then it rained from the front, and then as Ferris or not Ferris Bueller as uh, uh, what's his face Tom Hanks. I can't think of the character off. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Said, it started to rain up. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, no, the rain was just blowing in all kinds of directions, and uh, after all that was over. That's when the tornado warning came out. Um, the sky's <laughs> kind of sunshiny. I think we've missed this, folks. So, but uh, yeah, it was a wild weather week here for me. And it got hot towards the end of the week, and it's been bloody freaking hot the last couple of days. It's been like 80, 83 degrees here, and I'm just dying. But thankfully, start Tuesday, it's supposed to drop way back off. Elisa, on the other hand, did send in her forecast. She's enjoying a lovely October. Uh, <laughs> she put yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I think I saw that one. She responded one, uh, to a tweet I had yesterday morning, and she said something about it being 60 degrees out there. Not exactly pool weather. So, Yeah, she, uh, she said they're having the most lovely oct October fall this spring there. So... <laughs> um, She's uh, yeah, she's dying. She's wearing long sleeves. She's all bundled up, had the heat, or considered putting heat on. I'm going, but it's 60 degrees. You don't need the heat at 60 degrees. you got to have the AC on at 60 degrees. So... Well, yeah, and I earlier today I uh, tweeted you a picture uh, of my phone from my weather station on top of the house. Uh, so it, that one said 96 degrees. Um, and we're considering turning on the air conditioning here soon. Uh <laughs> As Kevin rolls his eyes and is giving me that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday look. Um, but exactly, uh, yes, Wisco well, Tangy Fo Tango Fox Trot to you. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, well, I've been downstairs, so the basement's a little cooler, so that's uh, not too bad. And it's just we know that once because Deb is somewhere between you and me, she tolerates it. Um, 
she does not doesn't really tolerate it well. But I mean, you know, she can take it up to 70, 80 degrees. But then at some point, we got to turn the AC on and just start, you know, cooling it down. And, and we know once we start doing that, then it's going to be probably most of the summer. So we're just trying to put it off as long as we can because we just had the furnace on. Like, uh, what, was it last week? I think it was. So we wanted a little break uh, in there. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've. We haven't had to run the furnace for probably a month or so. Um, it hasn't gotten quite that cool at nights that anybody was complaining. I mean, we've had temperatures go down in the fifties, uh, uh, upper forties at times. But the house is well enough insulated that I mean, it's a. I'm not bragging. It just happens to be. It's not great insulated, but it's well enough insulated <laughs> that. You know, wake up in the mornings. It's like sixty-five in the house. Nobody complains too much. I'm in, I'm in hog heaven when it does that. But you know, but uh, yeah, my poor wife's all bundled up, covered up. I'm laying on top of the sheets, going ah. ah." (laughs) Well, we'll we'll tolerate it pretty good. But at some point, it just uh, once that cold kind of starts getting into my you know my joints because I am of a certain age here. uh, My you know my I start to feel it, and then it just starts to become uncomfortable so and i prefer the the warmth anyway but like i, said, I can tolerate it I, I like i always tell them at school i'm a bad one to ask if a room is comfortable because i've learned to ignore a lot between um all the jobs i've had i've had to either work in the you know extreme cold extreme heat uh, conditions so it's not that i've learned to ignore it i'm not superman but i i've learned to tolerate a fair amount so never ask me if you think the temperature in a room is comfortable or something because i'm not going to pay any attention to it yeah, I, it was funny this morning. It was it was in the upper 60s outside, and I went out and sat on the deck for a while because I can deal with that. You know, I I did put the umbrellas up so I didn't have to sit right in that big yellow ball thing that hurts me. <laughs> um, but I did. Uh, I sat out on the deck until it got up to about 73, and then it was like, <sighs> <sighs> and then I came well, in. So I think last Monday uh, Memorial Day. Uh, I sat outside for about an hour and a half, and the temperature was, oh, probably about 60s or maybe 70s. But uh, then, it, but the wind was kind of blowing. It was starting to get down there. My feet started to get cold and started to ache. So I just, it's time to go inside. But, I mean, it wasn't too bad. As long as the wind wasn't down and the sun was shining on me, um, it was pretty good. But when the, the sun went around, the wind came up, nah, just a little too much for me. But well. um in all fairness, I was barefoot in shorts and a t-shirt outside in the mid-60s, so. Oh, yeah. And just <laughs> looking at this coming week, it's going to be not too bad. Temperatures, uh, uh, low 80s, uh, high 70s, somewhere in there. So uh, it doesn't look too bad. And Friday night, we've got a, uh, we're going to a uh, show at one of the casinos uh, around the around here. Uh, it's called Faces of the King. It's kind of an Elvis tribute uh, thing. So we thought, eh, why not? We'll give it a shot. So uh, tickets are sold out, so maybe that means something. I don't know. But we're going to go to that Friday night. It looks like the weather is going to be you know pretty decent for that, clear in 81. So Yeah, it's supposed to cool back off here, like I said, down in the 70s, maybe even in the upper 60s. So perfect for me, which also means that it's going to be a lot cooler for Elisa, so she won't be happy. I expect uh, grumpy tweets uh, (laughs) during the week, so we'll see how it goes. Well, folks, we do have other topics besides the weather, and I do want to start with the big thing. We're recording this show on the 4th of May, or shit, excuse me, the 4th of June, 2017, and tomorrow is June 5th, 2017. It is the beginning of Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference, or WWDC, or WWDC, or I've heard so many, you know, things said about it, I'm not even going to try to go into all those. And Mike and I thought we'd just do a few minutes and talk about, uh, he's put a link to an article at Ars Technica about what they're predicting, but I'm more interested in doing what Mike wants to see. What of all the stuff that he's mentioned is he interested in? Well, I don't know. I mean... You know, like I said, I moved away from the iPhone, but I still have my Apple computer and I still have and I've got my new iPad over there. And, um, yeah, you know, looking at what they're talking about here, maybe doing something with the uh, the interface, uh, the user interface on iOS, which it's it hasn't changed a lot. And 
I don't know. Like I say, I bounce back and forth between Android and iOS, and they each have their pluses and minuses. But I do wish you could – you're sort of locked into the Apple way with doing it with the uh, – uh, dealing with the interface in iOS. And I don't know if they would get too radical because they're not really big on choice. They're more about user experience, which means they kind of control it. Um, so I don't know if there's going to be anything too different or you know interesting. Are they Was it two years ago they finally broke down and you know it, uh, allowed you to have widgets off to the side um, for your different... Yeah, I think that was iOS 9. Might have been yeah. 8, but it was 9. Somewhere in there, yeah. And so, you know, they, they slowly do some of these things. Now, to be fair, you know, um, we bought my wife a new um, Android phone, was it a couple months ago now, because uh, her battery was starting to go bad in hers. And the other day she says, why can't Android just pop up the messages like they do on iOS with it, just the little balloons on your uh, your page there when you turn the phone on? So you see what you got. And Androids isn't terrible, I don't think. You just pull down from the top, and there they all are, and you can just kind of deal with them. But she would, you know, she's I kind of starting to miss the iOS. And there was a few times that, uh, and a, now this isn't the high-end Android phone I got. Maybe if I had a high-end one, there would be better. But there's been a few things that's kind of bugged me about connecting. Well, okay, I abuse the crap out of the poor thing because I've got, when I go to work, <laughs> I have my Bluetooth headset. I have my uh, Pebble watch. I have my um Garmin fitness tracker over here. So I'm just beating the heck out of the battery with Bluetooth devices and then uh, getting messages and emails and all that other kind of stuff, listening to podcasts or audiobooks or music, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I might, if I can get oh, six, seven hours out of the battery without charging it, I'm doing fairly well. Uh, and like I say, I'm abusing it. Uh, maybe a new, uh, maybe the iPhone would be a little bit better when it comes to battery, but um, and just the, sometimes the Bluetooth acts up because again I'm connecting a lot of stuff to it which most normal people wouldn't. But because like right now I think my fitness tracker is offline, um, and I have to reconnect that uh, from time to time. And I bought this uh, cool little device that you put on your it's just a magnetic mount but you put it on your vent in your vehicle and when you put it on there it's supposed to activate um a um uh amazon assistant i don't want to say her name because she's sleeping quietly over there <laughs> um but it's supposed to activate that and then so when you're driving it's supposed to give you a hands-free experience so you just hold your hand over the camera to activate it and then you can tell it things or if an email comes in do you want it read to you you know it's supposed to give you a a hands-free driver's experience and you know some of that but that doesn't always activate so i've run into a few problems with android and i do and i wouldn't mind having an iphone but if i'm going to do it right i'm going to want you know at least 128 gig and that's a chunk of money right there and i just right now no now my wife could get by with less i think if she got a 64 that would be fine for her um well the only problem is it only it was at 32 128 256 right yeah that's it because yeah because 64 was just too convenient or something or there wasn't enough of a profit margin i don't know which it was um uh, yeah i'm a little cynical when it comes to apple once in a while but um well yeah so then well i don't know maybe it depends i mean if she uh if i could get her to start uh you know downloading music doing that stuff 32 might not cut it because we uh, at one time we both had 16 gigs and we made it work, but it was kind of a hassle. And I just didn't like that. So, I mean, you know, maybe we would uh, both get 128 minimum, but that's what 800 uh, for the seven. It's well for the seven plus it's 869 for right. 128 for the seven. I think it's um, like 769 or something like that. So. So for if we both got them at the same time, because, again, we've talked uh, several times about my phone plan where you have to buy your phone. Uh, so we're talking about $1,500. So that's like, ooh, well, <laughs> no, let's see here. Um, you know, maybe we'll have to try and stagger it or something here. Well, uh, happy wife, happy life. I say if you have uh, to buy a new phone, buy her a 7. Right. And then you wait for the 8 or whatever the next version is going to be here, the 7S or the 10 or whatever. Right. You know. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. And, you know, and I said when we uh, got 
uh, the, uh, got her that Android phone because that was the cheaper one. I think it was only – I think it was $99 yeah. when I got So I know which one you it, got her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't uh, – so if we get a few more months out of this, this wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, and got her a phone and then, yeah, if I waited for the 8 or something like that, we'll just have to see how it works out. But, yeah, so I am interested to see what they do with the phone. Um I wish they would, you know, my wild dream would be, hey, you know, we figure we've made enough money on this. Let's cut the price of an iPhone in half or something. Uh, but I thought your wild dream was me floating down from overhead. No, that's my worst nightmare. Oh, okay. You have Just them check. confused, Kevin. Yes, no. Oh, Just checking. God. Pardon me while I have a moment there. Um, not that kind of moment either. So <laughs> shuddering here but anyway um so yeah it would be interesting to see what they do with you know ios in general um when it comes uh, you know and they were talking about in here that uh, they're slowly uh, or they're trying to i think they they read that they pulled all the 32-bit uh programs from the store trying to encourage people to move over to 64-bit which you know from a user standpoint you probably won't see a lot of change there but they're trying to get the developers to move over to the 64-bit hardware and use well, that stuff the only thing i'll say is i did notice that because there was one app that i've been getting it said this could slow down your phone or your ipad because it's an old 32-bit app well the developer there isn't a whole lot to update on this app and he did update it so now it's 64-bit but you know it's right. the first update it's gotten in two years but there really wasn't anything to update, to be honest. Right. Um, and, you know, just from looking at their article, because I haven't, you know, like I said, I haven't paid a lot of attention to the Apple stuff, and I haven't been listening to all the podcasts that I used to listen to, so I haven't heard what, you know, they're talking about. But, um, you know, as far as the uh, Mac OS, and I don't have a watch and I don't have a TV, because uh, they kind of lumped all of them together, and they, so I don't think they thought there was anything too major uh, coming from there, yeah, we'll have to see. You know, if if there's going to be any uh, computers that run the current uh, operating system that may fall off the list, uh, like with the iOS, that's one reason why I knew I had to move away from my iPhone five because I'm pretty sure that'll be dropping off the supported list this year if they do things their usual way. Um, so you know, I've got a. 2011, well, one of the last great Mac minis, not those neutered 12, things. 12, I think. Were, I think yours is a 12. Me. Maybe so, yeah. Well, it was the last year that they had the good ones, not these neutered ones that they've been selling. Um, so I hope that it will still support this operating system. I don't see why it shouldn't. Some of those that the, when they first started, you know, dropping support off or some of those, those were the older ones with older processors, you know, maybe the core twos and some of them limited memory, that kind of stuff. But I mean, this is still an i7. Uh, I think they get 16 gigs of memory in it. I think, you know, I kind of, you know, went for a full bore with that. So I would hope that they would keep supporting that because if they don't, there's going to be a lot of computers that wouldn't make that cut then. So, um, yeah, because I'm, I'm really hoping, I mean, I don't think it will, that my iMac, which is a 2011, doesn't drop off. Because they're still, with Sierra, they're still supporting back to 2009, mid-2009 on the iMacs. So I'm hoping, I know I'm going to get closer to the bottom of the list, but I'm sure that um, there's going to be a, come a time in the not-too-distant future where, despite the fact that this thing runs fine and runs like a bat out of hell... I'm going to have to upgrade to something. So we'll see. Yeah. Cause I'm, per, uh, you know, I'm happy right now with my Mac mini. Um, and I don't know that they would announce anything at, uh, the developers conference, but, uh, if a new Mac pro, which I don't think is anything I could justify, but it'd be curious to see, you know, and they made, well, what was it? They said something, uh, what, about a month ago that, uh, maybe they would be redesigning it or doing something. Yeah, they uh, had that event where they brought in a select few journalists, and they're planning on a new Mac Pro next year in 2018. But there's rumors of a new MacBook Pro, new MacBook, and a new excuse me, a new MacBook Air, possibly coming out. Along with, there's also the rumor sometime this year, an iMac Pro. So. 
Who knows? Hmm. I mean, it's really hard to say what's going to well, actually be released. Uh, it would, would be kind of nice if, uh, yeah, this is my longstanding grumble with Apple is uh, maybe uh, – and I doubt that they will, but bring back the good old Mac Mini and not these, you know, core two things or uh, dual core ones that they've been selling. Give us, you know, a, a workhorse for those of us that don't necessarily need a full iMac, but want a good, you know, little com- affordable computer to run. Yeah, I mean, they need something more. Of course, their thing is, but the Mac Mini is an entry level machine. Da, 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 da. You know, I don't care. At least give it a chance to get. So it's got some ass to it, I guess is the best way to say it. Like you talk about a souped up car, you know, maybe you do want just the entry level at four ninety nine or five ninety nine, but give somebody a chance to soup it up a little bit. You know, it's right. not like you have to add a ton of SKUs for that. So the one thing you didn't mention in all this that I'm surprised <laughs> is the Siri speaker. Well, that was next. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, no, that was going to be my. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm gonna. I'll be interested because, yeah, obviously I'm into this uh, home automation, you know, things talking to me, listening to me all the time because i got to have something that listens to me. Um, <laughs> so I've got, you know, I've got my Google Home over here. I've got my uh, Amazon Assistant over there. Uh, so I've got, you know, got those. And um, I see uh, they maybe come out with a Cortana speaker, and I don't know if that intrigues me. And I and I don't know if Apple's – I'll have to see what it does. Um, I'm just a little dubious about – or not – let's say less than excited about an Apple uh, Siri speaker uh, device here. Because first of all, Siri and I never got along that well. Um, she would massacre a lot of the things I tried to speak to her. I've had a lot better luck with uh, Google or even uh, – uh, Amazon over there. Um, so I don't know. And I'm sure it'll be, you know, Apple, Apple centric, although, you know, the, the echo and the home are, you know, uh, relevant to their own country, uh, companies, but they've opened it up and I would imagine Apple would open it up too. Um, but yeah, they, I, I, I mean, I'm interested to see what they do with it. Right. Um, but my propensity for having shit that listens to me and talks back to me is is well known uh, that I don't initiate the interaction and not voice. I been always listening shit just creeps me out. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but. you're inversely proportionate to uh, uh, you don't want anything listening, and uh, you know I've got mine listening all the time. So yeah, so yeah, I I mean like I said, I'm curious about that. I'm curious about the new machines because. One, in the future, if I have to replace my iMac, I may consider the Mac Mini and just get a giant screen. I've seen a couple big screens, wide, ultra-wide screens that are like 34 inches wide. Uh, but they're they're like 20... They're the same ratio as a uh, uh, high-def screen is now, uh, uh, 1080 by 1920 or whatever, 1920 by 1080, excuse me same ratio it's just really wide so you have the equivalent of about three monitors together but it's just one screen so if if i could get a mac mini that would power that and do the other things i needed to do then that would be interesting but currently there aren't any mac minis that would drive something that that well so right yeah and like you say with the uh, siri speaker it'll be interesting to see are they going to allow, uh, like, for music, uh, something other than Apple Music? Because Apple's always been, why would you want something else when you have Apple? Well, I don't know. Choice, maybe. Um, yeah, and I think, um, I'm trying to remember, it's been a while since I heard it, but I think Amazon is finally coming to the Apple TV. So Yes, um, that's what I did here. They settled so, their dispute. So, you know, that... Not that I need another TV device, but at least that interested me a little bit more because I've you know, said many times I'm heavily into the Amazon universe, so I wouldn't mind playing around with the Apple stuff to see how it works. So when they said that, I'm going, well, okay, it's gotten me to think about it at least. Now, whether I would get one or not, I I don't know. I wouldn't um, hold my breath. I mean, I use my Apple TV upstairs all the time. Um uh, I rarely use, I did use the cable box today when I watched the race, but 
most of the time I'm streaming stuff to my big screen upstairs. Because I was on Netflix last night. Um, what did I start watching? A series that's been on for a while. And it's real memorable because now I don't even know what it was that I started watching. <laughs> um, but it was, oh, Hell on Wheels. I couldn't think of it oh, for okay. a second. So I was watching Hell on Wheels on Netflix, which is a very good show, folks. Not really good for the younger audience, but still a good show. Um, and but again, I stream everything to that TV upstairs. I mean, right. we were look. There were some, some videos that we were looking at um, of some places that we might go on vacation. So everybody's going, "Well, let's go downstairs." I said, "No, no." So I just call it up on my iPad and say, "Airplay," and airplay it to the TV so everybody could sit around in comfort and watch right. it. Well, yeah, and you know, I've kind of gotten into the the Google verse for that uh, because I've got my uh, Nvidia Shield, which is an Android device, which has the Google Play Store and Amazon on it. Because a lot of your Android devices don't get the Amazon stuff, so um, I've got all that on there. And it is well, and I really I'm liking my uh, my Nvidia Shield uh, because. It's, I got the little speaker, so you can speak into it, so you can tell it you know you want to watch this or you know, look for that or whatever and look it up. Um, and it'll also run a Plex server, and they Plex just had an update where um, you can watch live TV within Plex. And I do have an old USB TV tuner laying around here because you just got to plug that in and hook the antenna up to it. So I'm tempted to sit down and play with that. But And then you can play games on it. So, you know, right now um, – I'm when I do sit down to watch TV, I usually watch it on the my uh, uh, shield, but um, I don't. Um, I don't know. It would take something more to you know interest me. I guess it, outside just the I want to play with everything, you know, which I have that bad anyway. So you know, he's talking electronics here, folks. Just let's be clear on that um, when he says he wants to play with everything. So right, we, we just I want to set that bar. Um, okay. But uh, well, no, I you know I have I have an original Chromecast, I guess it is the first generation, and mm-hmm. it's just laying over here collecting dust. It started to weird me out with some of the stuff. It started to kind of like I'd go into Chrome and Google would say, "Oh well, since you were watching this, you know, da, 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 like you need to get the hell out of my business, people." <laughs> so, well, yeah. And I do have a Chromecast, too, and this NVIDIA Shield will function as a Chromecast. It has that capability. So, like I said, I've got the uh, um, Google Home. I was seriously thinking about maybe getting another one because I think it would be – because I like the automation. I like the – you know, all this uh, geek trickery or whatever, Uh, just to be able to walk in and say, you know, hey, you know, Google Assistant – how about, uh, you know, turn on, uh, oh, let's say Stranger Things on Netflix and play it to the kitchen TV. Uh, so you can do that with that. Well, as long as you're not walking in, you think, hey, Google Home thing, turn me on. You know, it's just that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a little awkward. I'm afraid what it might put up there. Yeah, uh, put on some Luther Vandross before the wife gets home. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that's strange. But like I say, I, uh, so, you know, and I've got the Fire TV, too, and all the uh, um, Echo things. And uh, I'm just, I kind of want it. And right now I've got my... Um, uh, Echo set up with a uh, Harmony hub so I can just say, you know, assistant, turn on the uh, uh, switch. So if I want to play my uh, Nintendo switch, it'll switch over to the inputs for that. Or I can say, uh, turn on the shield and it'll turn on my my shield or turn on the TV. Or if I get up to walk out and just say, turn it off. And I guess I can, using the Roku, I don't think it'll work with the uh, Shield yet, but with the Roku, you can tell it to watch, uh, you know, history or QVC or something like that. You can tell it to do all this stuff, so you don't always have to have your remote handy for a lot of that stuff. And so I can do that with, you know, uh, the Echo, but I want to see if I can do it with the uh, Google stuff too, uh, and just be able to watch YouTube and all that. Yeah. No, I understand, and and it again, it's the fact that it's always listening. It just kind of creeps me out, and right. maybe I've lived near Washington D.C. too long. I, you know, I don't know what it is, but and sure. I've got friends that used to work for the CIA, and I know certain things there. So, you know, right. there there are times when I just don't want stuff always listening to me. So, 
Right. Well, hopefully by this time tomorrow night uh, in real time for us, we'll know what the Siri speaker will do um, and see what capabilities it has. And, you know, and I'm sure starting out is going to be a little rough because the home was trying to catch up to the echo and uh, it's getting better. It's got more things now. So it's going to be it's going to take a while for any new product to catch up to the existing market. So, um, yeah, because, I mean, Amazon's dominating the market, really. I mean, you could say what you want about the Google, uh, the Google device or anything like that. But Amazon's really dominating that marketplace right now. Which, uh, and like the article pointed out, Amazon tried to get into the phones and compete against the iPhone and got its butt kicked. But now with the, their you know uh, connected speaker, uh, Apple is the one that's going to have to try and catch up. And and they can always bring their interesting magic to it. But you know, just remember, this is also the people that gave you the uh, uh, iPod socks, um, <laughs> the iPod stair or i. What was the stereo thing, boombox thing that they came out yeah, with? Yeah, I was trying to remember the name of that one, too. Yeah. Um, Going to make you want to throw your stereo out the window, Steve Jobs said famously. Yeah, that, see how well that turned out. So, I mean, they can they have colossal uh, hits, and then they can have colossal failures, too. So we'll just have to see which category. And I think now... And, you know, we haven't had that conversation for a while, but, you know, because the days of Steve Jobs, I think, are finally passed. But, um, you know, if Steve was introducing this, I have to wonder, you know, how what it would do. I'm Because um, Tim Cook is a fine CEO and everything, but I think he tends to play it a little safer because uh, he comes from a financial background, not a creative background. So you're always looking at the bottom line there. So I think they're going to play it safe. I'm not expecting any wild, you know, you know, throw it out the window moments, but, uh, I'm sure it'll be interesting. And it, uh, kind of like the Apple TV, well, hopefully it won't be as slow as the Apple TV because that took a while for it to get, you know, legs under it and start to to, go in the direction. Yeah. To mature because I mean, while I was interested in the very first generation that came out, I never bought one, but then of course I did buy the fourth generation. Not that I dislike my Roku, the Roku interface is starting to look a bit dated now. They're they're working mm-hmm. on it slowly. Uh, when you compare it to Apple or even the Amazon Fire or anything like that, so uh, I no, I'm an Apple TV fanboy there. And to me, it's it's the perfect device. It's a perfect interface and the way it works. So I'm happy with it. Yeah. So like I say, we'll see what uh, I'll listen to. Uh I'll be at work tomorrow, but when I get home, I'll, you know, maybe find some podcasts or I don't think I'm going to listen to the whole thing because some of the cheerleading kind of gets on my nerve once in a while or some of the demos. But, um, oh, I think I'll, I'll, I'll probably stream it and rewatch it. I won't, I have to be at work tomorrow too. Um, so I won't be able to watch it live. Uh, probably if I didn't have so much going on at work, I would have actually taken the day off so I could stay home and watch it. I did last year, you right. know, but, this year I can't, so um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but I always end up watching it. I started to watch the Google I/O thing, but it really wasn't as exciting as it was last year. So I didn't get very far into it before. Sorry, folks, I dozed off. Um, <laughs> I mean, not that there was anything wrong with any of the speakers or anything that they came out with, but hopefully that won't happen with the WWDC keynote. Um, I did notice they've already changed the logo a few days ago on my uh, Apple TV to the one you're seeing published in the article, the the fancy, I don't know what you call it, it's the WWDC 2017 logo, I don't know what else to call it, but I did notice that had been fixed or changed about a week ago, so we'll have to see, but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 kind of in line with where Mike is on what he's looking for. I'd like to. I'm curious about the Siri speaker. Uh, I'm really curious to see what new what new hardware, if anything, other than that, they come out with. And I'm more the biggest thing I'm thinking about is what it, what kind of weird name are they going to come up with the next version for the OS? You know, and then is my Mac going to be at the bottom of the list, or is it going to be just <laughs> above the bottom of the list? These are things that I think about when it comes to WWDC. So, you know, and I pray they don't drop my watch from the supported list of watches either. So, 
that would be a real pain in the butt. So. I would hope not because that's only two years old, three years old. Uh, mine's first generation, so a little about a year and a half. Okay. Maybe a, yeah. a year and three quarters, something like that. So it's not that old. I bought yeah, it I, when it was about a year old. Right. So hopefully they won't throw it under the bus that quick. Uh, that would really piss me off. And, right. And as much as I like my watch and the way I use it, it's good. But it's not worth the full price for an Apple Watch. Again, I was fortunate enough to a friend of mine was selling hers at a discount. I bought it and I love it for that. But paying the full 200 or 300 you know, whatever it would have been, that would have been more than I would have been willing to go for a watch. So with the current with a Series 1, Series 2, so I guess mine's technically considered a Series 0. So we'll see. But speaking of new things coming out and being supported, my adventure with macOS Sierra has continued. And oh not in a good way. Still giving you the finger, huh? It's not only giving me the finger, it turned around, dropped trowel, and gave me a full moon. <laughs> wow. It's really getting hostile then. Yeah, so I, I've come up with a, a workaround thanks to Elisa. Elisa uh, and I came up with a plan, so stay tuned for that because hopefully between now and next we meet, I will actually move up to Mac OS Sierra and, it, and be up to current, at least as current as I can be at this point in time. I know I'm way behind on putting Sierra on my machine, but it comes down to time and convenience, and frankly, there wasn't anything in Sierra that was just driving me forward. And a lot of times, the last two releases or three releases, I've waited till right before WWDC because I figure it's pretty safe at that point, and then I put it on. So I, I, I'm just not in the mood for a lot of change for the sake of change at times. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. But my my OS Sierra, Mac OS Sierra adventure does continue, folks. Um, I did do all the iOS updates this past week, and... That's gone yay well, sort of. Um, I mean, the updates, I did both phones and I did my iPad, so that was fine. And But I have one thing that I haven't had a chance to research. My watch updated overnight last night to the newest watch OS. And conveniently now, I no longer have Siri available on my watch. Because I told Mike before we started the show, a lot of times if I was indisposed, I'll say it, and I got a text message, you know, the connectivity between the phone and the watch is a fair distance. So I could just respond to text messages with Siri. Well, now that doesn't work because the Siri button, when I open up text messages, is all grayed out. And it doesn't matter whether it's a text message or an iMessage or what. It just won't let me do shit. So. <laughs> uh, have you tried uh, repairing it um, with the Bluetooth? Oh, shit, no, I don't want to go through that nightmare again. Oh, is it that bad? Oh, it's so slow and takes so long. It's like, and then Melissa and Elisa think I'm dead because my updates stopped coming through, and then I have to unshare, and re oh, it's a pain in the ass. I mean, it it works, but it takes too long, and it it's just such a pain in the ass. I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody by that, and I'm sure other people... You know, the pairing just works perfectly, but it's like, holy shit, this is ridiculous. So, and the last time I repaired, I lost the, that's when the activity thing started going wonky on me. When I used to easily hit, you know, my my move grow every day. Now it's like I barely hit it if I'm lucky, and I was exceeding it. I kept having to bump it up. And all I did, as I, as I said before, was, I changed from having it synced to my iPhone 6 Plus to my 7 Plus. I did nothing the frick else. And, you know, I don't, apparently, the 7 Plus thinks I'm more sedentary. I have no freaking <laughs> clue. I don't know. I'm just as sedentary as I was before. So, um, Yeah, that's kind of the same problem because, um, yeah, sometimes my phone will lose connection to my Garmin fitness tracker and sometimes it will see it and uh, I can relink it and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I have to turn the phone off and start all over again and 
like I said earlier, it's not the most expensive Android phone. Maybe if I had a higher end one, it wouldn't be so bad. But it does bug me a little bit. Uh, and may, again, maybe if I didn't have so many devices connected to it, too, maybe I ought to just try disconnecting my Pebble from it and then seeing if it will stay connected with the Garmin or if it is an issue between those two where they're just not talking. But, uh, yeah, repairing Bluetooth is nice once you get it set up, but if you have problems with it or if you want to move from one device to the other, sometimes the pairing is problematic. Let's put it that way. Sometimes it works, and then sometimes it'll just you know drive you insane. Let's put it this way. The pairing... Uh, that I had when I was a teenager trying to find a date was easier than this thing is sometimes. So, you well, know, I won't, I won't go that far. Uh, I'll leave my love life <laughs> out of this. Let's just say when I was growing up, I was not so much Don Juan as I was Don Not. So that just says something about how well Bluetooth pairing works for me too. So yeah, there we go. We're uh, brothers yeah. in that sense. So. <laughs> yeah. So I hope it's not that bad, but. Yeah, I it, like I said, it's just it's just too much of a pain. I don't have near as much trouble with like my headphones that I pair, um, which is funny because I use my uh, 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 crap and I can't Skull Candy Bluetooth headphones upstairs a lot when I'm watching TV and there's a bunch of people up around there talking and I'm trying to watch something. I just pair my my Skull Candies to my Apple TV and I just sit there on my big button the recliner and I can watch it on you know full fifty inch glory. Hear the sound perfectly, and then of course, then I have my family, Dad, Dad, you know, because <laughs> I'm ignoring them and I'm watching what I'm doing, or I've dozed off if I happen to fall asleep watching something. So, you well, know, it, yeah, it, that works well. That does work well, right? And I even uh, for a while there, I was pairing uh, like one headphone to two to my phone and to my iPod. That would work, but sometimes it. Um, well, even with my uh, phone, I hit the button to pause it when somebody's talking to me. And then when I go to start it up, when I was trying to connect to, it wouldn't go back to playing the iPod. It would probably go back to the phone. So I have to pull out the iPod and, you know, have it start playing and stop the phone. So I've just, that's why I wanted to go with a bigger phone was so I could have everything on there. I still have my iPod. I use that for certain things. I use it in the car when we're driving, plug it into the uh, USB port in the equinox and play the music through the uh car so that works well that way um because it is apple centric uh because the android it will use the hands-free part but it won't do the the music like the apple uh products will so um i still have my ipod around and i still use that but yeah that's i just wanted the bigger phone so i could have it all on there in one place to manage stuff instead of having to have two and juggle things around well yeah that was that was my thing i the two previous phones I had were both 16 gigs, and I was always trying to manage the space. That's why when I bought my 7 Plus, I said, screw it, and I went all the way to 256. And I have to say right now, I'm managing the space on my 7 Plus, but when I say managing the space, I'm talking there's about 70 or 80 gigs on it. And so, out of, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm running around 50 uh, 50 gig or 200 or 150 gigs to 170 gigs used uh, unused on my phone. So I'm good now. And I have a shit ton of video podcasts. I've downloaded television shows, movies and everything else thinking, great, I can relax at lunchtime and watch this or watch that. That never happens. I get my no. phone rings and, you know, last bite of sandwich back at it. But you know. Yeah, that's usually where I'm at. And I looked at my phone here. And so, yeah, and I've, uh, well, I should maybe, you know, load this thing called music on there. I think Kevin's heard of that. Um, I, music, okay. yeah. Yeah, I was going to, I should load, because uh, I wanted to put like my whole music collection on there, which I think is about 64 gigs or. Uh, pretty close to 60 gigs anyway and put that on there so I just listen to whatever I want instead of that was the thing that always drove me crazy about limited storage was put this on there and well then I want to listen to this I crap it's not on there uh, but so I looked at my phone here and so I'm using 32 gigs out of 143 so I have room to do some stuff yet and I do have some music on there but. oh I'm using uh, 64 gigs so I've got a little over 188 free on my phone. Right. Yeah. And, and like you say, I should just get my, uh, I've got it, uh, 
organized now, I think, for the most part. I just need to copy it on there. Um, I do have several uh, audio books on there to listen to, and I got a couple more I should download. Uh, so I've got a few audio books, and actually I've cut back on the podcast, but I've got a few on there. And I, you know, I could do video podcasts too, which would just be another thing to drain the battery on the poor damn thing. But uh, I've got the space to put it on there. Well, that's the one thing as far as battery life goes on on this phone. Um, it's rare that I don't get little more than a day and a half out of it the way I use it, um, which is nice. Now, if I watch a lot of video or if I'm streaming a lot of stuff, then I maybe only get a day out of it. But I have yet to get less than a day's use out of my phone. And when I say that, I'm I'm talking, you know, it's down around 20 to 22 percent. Well, you see, now... If I'm at home, so I'm I don't have the Bluetooth headphones connected. I'm not listening to anything. I just have it in my pocket. Maybe take it out once in a while, look at Facebook. But if I, you know, don't use it much, I can get a good day out of it. It's just that when I'm at work and I'm playing music po- or podcasts through my Bluetooth speaker, and uh, I take a break, I sit down and I, you know, look at Facebook. You know, you've, that thing that you don't do. Um, Yes, I know. Uh, yeah, right. The, the evil uh, of which we will not speak too much. Sure. There we go. Uh, you know, and if I or do much, you know, screen time stuff, yeah, then it it drops pretty fast. But uh, so you know, I should try to be somewhat accurate about. It's just not the. It's not that the phone is that bad. It's just that I'm abusing the hell out of it. It would be interesting to see if I had the iPhone. You know how. Uh, like the seven or the seven plus with a bigger battery in there. Um, Hopefully I could make it through the way I use it, make it through a day uh, without or a work day without having to recharge it. I mean, it'd ha- I'd have to see. Well, what's really funny is for my work phone, my six plus, if it's char, I charged it fully today. I probably won't have to charge again. It depends on what happens. If I get on a ton of conference calls or something like that, different story. But on average, I get two days out of it before I have to recharge it. But, I mean, I'm just that, as I said before, the reason I got a second phone was to segment things. And primarily that phone, I'm doing my work email, work calls, and work-related text or messaging stuff. It's all work-related. so And it's not connecting to Bluetooth anything, which helps. Because that's where my watch was paired to. Now it's paired to the 7 Plus. Um, But even then, I was still getting good battery life out of the old phone. But... And the only thing I can see now with my old phone is the home button starting to get a bit wonky. Um, I mean, it's not like that thing hasn't had the piss used out of it, so I'm not going to complain about that. So, well, if Apple wants to give me a an iPhone Seven Plus or an Eight Plus um, to stress test, I will gladly take it and abuse the crap out of it for. I know, and I think that's very kind of you to be willing to. Matter of fact. Let's put this out there. Tim Cook, if you're listening, and we know you do listen to the Geeky Show every, every week, you know, Mike, Melissa, Elisa, and I are all willing to take the new phone when it comes out, top of the line, mid range storage will be easy on you. Um, you know, 128 gigs if that's still the mid range. Feel free to send us phones, you know, for say a six month eval. We're happy to do it. You know, unlimited data plans just so that we can really test these things. And, <laughs> Well, the way they need yeah. to be tested. Well, yeah, and if you really want to test that Apple Watch, too, because, you know, remember my line of work, I'm a janitor. I do a lot of rough and tumble stuff. So if you really want to see how that Apple Watch stands up under stress, uh, hey, I'll you know I'll be your guinea pig. Yeah, and I think that's very kind of you to put that out there, Mike. <laughs> I think it's, I know. you know, it's just, it's, it's your giving nature. Yes, yeah, so I'm just that kind of person. You are just that kind of person. <laughs> yeah. and yes. Speaking of particular types of people... I did want to bring up something. Uh, our friend J.F. DeBow, mm. his book, who J.F. was on the show probably, what, it's been eight months ago, nine months ago, I think he w- we had him on the show. Mm. Uh, his book, God in the Shed, has hit digital release. I've already downloaded and read the first 15 or 20 pages. Great work, dude. Great work. Mm-hmm. I'm enthralled. It's just me needing to sit down and focus and read. I I'm I'm a little too much ADD when it comes to reading mm-hmm. is my problem. Um, so I need to sit down and focus and read. 
Uh, but what I've read so far, I read it today while I was watching the uh, the race from uh, Dover. NASCAR race, folks. Yes, I'm that redneck. But uh, anyway, uh, and what I read, the 15 pages or so I read, that was excellent. Um, and I got the digital. I know my hard copy is on its way to me. Uh, and what I want to say about this, and Mike can add to it, folks, if you haven't bought JF's book, whether it's this new one, God in the Shed, or the other one, the previous one, Life Engineered, did I say that right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, I strongly encourage you to pick up these books if you're science fiction or horror. This is kind of a horror sci-fi God in the Shed is, is the best way I can describe it. It's, it's not pure sci-fi. It's a little bit... Uh, a little horror genre, but and I'm not a big horror person, but this thing has sucked me in, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, shh, quiet, I want to read, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and I'm reading it on my iPad, uh, and it's really nice, and I'm really enjoying it, so I would encourage you, if you haven't already, pick up a copy of the book, whether it's digital, uh, uh, hard copy. I don't think the audio version of it's out yet. I know that there will yeah. be. There is an audio version of uh, Life Engineered. Okay, because uh, I should get the uh, the audio version because, uh, yeah, like I say, for me to sit down and read a book, it gets kind of hard. But I have that perfect job where I'm pushing broom or, you know, just doing physical work. And so it gives me an opportunity. I can plow through a bunch of books because uh, I've listened to the there's that TV show, The Expanse, uh, based on the uh, six books. So I've read all six books last summer um, at about, I want to say, roughly 20 hours a pop. So, um, I read all those last summer, but uh, you know, I've got that kind of job where I can, uh, be productive, earn a paycheck and listen to audiobooks. So yeah, I'm just lucky that way. Um, but yeah, so I should see if there's an audiobook. but, uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, I'm getting mine, and uh, I've got three coming, so I'm going to give one to the local library. I'll have to see if it's appropriate to give to the school library, but they've got some pretty weird books in there. I don't know if they got Stephen King's in their books. I'll have to look and see see what the librarian thinks. I didn't have any problems with uh, The Life Engineered because uh, – Pure sci-fi. Yeah, robots. I mean, you know, if robots are doing it, it's just a bunch of clanging. Um, so I didn't <laughs> think there was anything to uh, – too bad in there for you know a bunch of kids with hormones. Uh, I'll have to see about this book there. I really don't want to get some of those kids thinking about bloodshed. Um, I have trouble with that some days too, little darlings. I say with a forced smile on my face. But anyway, um, I'll have to like I say I'll uh, donate those. And yeah, I'm anxious to see this. And I should um, yeah, I've got a digital copy. I should put on my Kindle so I can um, just. Uh, sit down and, and try to read it. Uh, maybe go outside and you know in that bright sunshine and because I am solar powered, soak up some of that and start to read. If I don't fall asleep, that's my problem. I start to read and then my body's going, "Hey, you're sitting down. Let's go to sleep." But I'm doing something. I don't care. We're going to sleep. So uh, that's another yeah. one of my problems. Yeah, I, I know. If, if if I'm not, it's not that something bores me. It's just that if I'm not really into it, uh, I've reached that age where my body says, "Oh, nap time." You're <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, you're, you're going because I was, I forget what I was trying to watch the other night. My son was sitting there with me, and we were watching something. And I was like, Dad, Dad, Dad. <laughs> I had missed the last fifteen or twenty minutes. I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, the book is really good, and kudos to JF. I'm I'm glad it got published. I'm proud that I was able to back it, help in some yep. very small way. Um, and I wish I just didn't have the cash at the time. Or I would have done what you had done, Mike, yep. and I would have gotten a couple copies to donate to the local libraries and stuff like that. Well, I think I figure, you know, uh, you know, he's a writer trying to get his legs under him. He's been on Sci-Fi Tech Talk with uh, Jeff, Julie, and me. He was on here with us uh, uh, talking about his books, and you know, really nice guy, uh, down to earth kind of guy. Not some of these highfalutin folks that you know you got out there. He's just you know a nerd like the rest of us who's got some ideas and put them on paper. Um, so I just thought. You know, help out somebody like that. And I know, oh, crap, was it about six months ago he tweeted out something about there being a development project, TV development project for God in the Shed, and I haven't heard anything since. So I don't know if they're still developing it. I mean, it was picked up for possible yeah, production. Was, they optioned it, I think, is what the term yeah. is used. 
Yeah, one of those fancy terms. Uh, so we haven't heard, you know, if it's going forward, what's happening there. But I'm sure as soon as it does, he'll light up the uh, the Twitter sphere with uh, tweets on that. So we'll, you know, let anybody know if that happens too. But it's it's I'm anxious to see how that goes. Uh, uh, just to know somebody that's you know an up and comer like that is kind of cool. Yeah, and we'll, we may try to get JF back on the show here before too long. Um, I know he's real busy right now, but uh, he is a lot of fun. He's he's a great joy to talk to. Uh, I have to thank Mike for introducing us, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it would be a lot of fun to get him back on there and let him talk a little bit about the journey and then uh, let us fawn over him after we've had a chance to read the book. <laughs> so I'm sure that, that would he wouldn't be too upset by that, folks. Um, I think with that, we'll we'll move on to our picks for this week. And since there's so, such a large group of us to talk about our picks this week, I'm looking at you, Elisa and Melissa. No, I'm just kidding. You, you both have valid excuses. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Uh, Mike, would you like to talk about your your pick? It's somewhat apropos based on the fact you were trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah, we've kind of come full circle. We're going to go back to the weather here. But... Um because I'm sitting there. Okay. So the last couple of weeks have been an anomaly. I actually had stuff in uh, the show notes ahead of time today. It's like, crap, I got to come up with something. So I'm back to my old habits again. Uh, but I'm sitting there. And so I had tweeted out this uh, picture to Kevin, took a picture of my, um, uh, uh, weather station that uh, that sits on top of the house. I the display of that, and it was like 96 degrees. And so, tweeted it to Kevin just to uh, jerk his chain a little bit. And kind of, and I kind of went, "Oh, hey, how about this?" So, a uh, portable air conditioner. Uh, this is a Black and Decker 1400 BTU portable air conditioner with remote control. Um, so, it's one that you can roll around, and uh, uh, I believe you duck it out to the hot air through a window or something like that. Yeah. I've I've looked at these before on right. extremely hot days, wondering if I should have one of those to supplement uh, my yeah. AC to pump some more cool air into the house. Okay, yeah, and see, and we've got central air here, and it it's sufficient for us. But what I would do with it, because since I am such a giving person, um, I would give it to my wife because she works. Uh, well, school is out right now, but she's a cook down at the elementary, and there's no air conditioning down there in the kitchen. So, um, yeah, no, there isn't. Holy uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, the uh, last part of school and the beginning of school, like in September, uh, August and September, uh, maybe even October, it gets a wee bit warm in there. So I figured maybe if they had that down there um, and they could just vent it out a window and try to cool it up because um, – we are putting air conditioning in the school this year, but we're doing – well, the central part of the high school has air conditioning, but the outside rooms don't. So now this year they're putting air conditioning in the outside uh, classrooms at the high school, and they're air conditioning the uh, classrooms down at the grade school, but they're not air conditioning any of the gyms, which includes the one down there in the elementary, which also includes the kitchen. So no, no air conditioning in the gym, no air conditioning in the kitchen. So, yeah, my wife was not real – uh, enthused about that. So I, like I said, I'd give this to her and, you know, maybe we'll just call it a, uh, an anniversary because I was going to say tomorrow, June 5th, besides WWDC is our 35th wedding anniversary. So, uh, yeah, I know we've managed to stay together and not kill each other or, you know, what, do serious damage. What drugs are you using on her again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they're uh, nondescript. Uh, we won't talk about them because they may not. Necess- no, anyway. Um, uh, no, it's been you know, and like I say, like any relationship, it's had its ups and downs. But I figured thirty-five years and we're still together, uh, considering that we both have. Well, let's just go with interesting personalities. Um, you know, I, you know, it's a, it's a testament to uh, longevity or something like. Not that I'm patting myself on the back here, but I just thought I'd throw it out there because you know, um, thirty five years is one of those milestones. So um, yeah, it's it's one you're you know I'll be, when we hit that one, which isn't too far away because I think we hit twenty eight years this year. Um, so uh, I'm just hoping that on our thirtieth, that my wife doesn't hit me with the stone from the mile. So, <laughs> so we're just. Yeah. We're just hoping for that. So anyway, but no, that's a cool pick. And um, I, I will have to tell you, I know uh, talking to Allison and Steve Sheridan, you know, they were talking about, oh, it got cold. We had to turn the fireplace on. It was down <laughs> around 68 degrees, you know, and the heat was on and all this stuff. And I'm going, 
why are you, I've got the AC on at that temperature. What's wrong with you? And then they was they were complaining it was like in the upper eighties and stuff. And and they don't live that far from the beach. And their thing was they don't have central air. I have central air here too, like you do. And uh, they don't have central air in their house. Uh, and it was like they said, well, we're not supposed to need it. We live near the beach. I was like, um, no, you need it everywhere. Maybe Juneau, Alaska is about the only place you don't need it, but I'm pretty sure you need a, a central AC everywhere. Uh, but they bought one of these, and they use it. Okay. Uh, Steve told me they use it in different rooms in the house. They move it around, so so I think well, they're I think they're a good idea. So well, even that close to the beach, it helps with the humidity because I noticed last year we had the. Uh, central area at the high school go down so we didn't have anything in there last summer uh for the whole summer and i did notice that uh because there was no air conditioning in there a lot of those wooden doors uh started to swell up a little bit so they were kind of hard to open and close i had one classroom door i had to brace my foot against the wall grab a hold of the handle and pull on it and i'm surprised i didn't break the door handle it had you know increased in size that much just from the humidity so i'm going because I'm going, why the hell do we need air conditioning up there? I work in the heat all summer, but okay, I guess, you know, I started to see some benefits for it. Not that it's probably going to do us a lot of good for the working part, but uh, no, I can, it's it's a, a good thing to have, though. Well, I, I mean, I have to admit, uh, I went all the way through elementary school, no AC in elementary school, uh, did have AC in middle school, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, uh, then went on to high school, no AC there for ninth 10th 11th and 12th so yeah it was and i actually we hit our high school was starting to grow a little bit at that time we had uh classes out in what they called the trailers which were just you know metal boxes so uh i can very well remember my freshman year sitting there about to pass out i mean i wasn't the only one you know i i happened to look over and there was a young lady sitting across the aisle from me that was so warm that she didn't give a damn anymore and she doesn't button her blouse down to about her navel so that she could see, <laughs> see her undergarments and it's like okay that's great but it's just too damn hot <laughs> oh yeah and uh like about our second or third year of marriage we uh moved into a trailer house on the farm behind mom's and that didn't have air conditioning that's when i started referring to trailer houses as big old dutch ovens uh anybody who's familiar with a dutch oven you set it in an oven uh, or you set it on top of fire and you cook in it and basically that's what these things were that you just went inside there and it cooked because it's just the heat's all around they get hot and so then we ended up having to put uh um, kind of a central air thing in there. It was, but it was sort of more like the portable one where you ran ductwork in there. You didn't put a coil in your furnace. Um, it was more along that line. Um, so yeah, that's, and then that's when we found out that my wife doesn't, you know, she, like I say, she's not quite up there with you, but she doesn't do heat real well. Uh, she actually got kind of lightheaded and, you know, suffering that. So we had to get air conditioning in there. So, uh, yeah, it is important. So, yeah, I just get pissed off. It doesn't make me get lightheaded. I just get pissed off, angry, and shitty with people. But different story. Well, my pick is somewhat weather-related. As I mentioned, you know, we, we had the uh, the tornado warning that came through here the other day. And I'm always worried about power and stuff because I really don't want to be without certain things. Uh, I'm spoiled that way. Uh, matter of fact, if I had this house to build over again, there would have been a whole house generator and I've even mentioned that on the show that I've still been tempted to put one of those in. Uh, it's not that we lose electricity very often, but um, we do occasionally. This one's more for keeping all my electronics up and running. Uh, this is a uh, APC UPS 1000 volt amp, or I guess that's how you say it, UPS battery backup, pure sine wave output, which the good thing about that is it doesn't matter whether the street power is coming in at 117 or 122 or whatever. This conditions it so it's only putting out 120, pure 120. Mm. Um, but at this rate, I'm pretty sure with this 1,000-watt or 1,000-volt amps, I could run my all the computers downstairs, cable modem, so I keep my Internet connection, and probably the TVs for a little while. So I would huh. be good to go. I would be a real yeah. happy camper, let's put yeah. it that way. When you mentioned that uh, pure sine wave output, it reminded me, oh, this is a number of years ago at the school. We had a, a UPS in uh, one in the wiring room that was uh, acting up. It kept rebooting all the time. Well, we finally brought in the electrician. He tested the power, and basically it was uh, – call it dirty power coming in that the uh, voltage was fluctuating and just causing the uh, UPS to reset. So had to call up uh, the uh, 
electrical provider in town and say, hey, you guys got to tweak your equipment a little bit. Yeah, we used to, uh, years ago at work, we had um, minis or mini mainframes or high, I don't know, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but we had to put in a, uh, it was a, it was intended to be a UPS, but it was also a power conditioner because the power that we were getting would fluctuate from 117 up to about 122 coming in from the street. And the mainframe really wasn't real thrilled about that. So this mm. took it and, you know, got a pure 120 going into the uh, hardware and stuff like that so that my uh, systems uh, stayed up and running the tape drive and everything like that. We're doing good. But, um, uh, yeah, Mike's got a funny look on his face. Well, I got chimes going off. I don't know what the hell that's about. So I'll oh, have okay. to see what was chiming at me. Okay. So Mike's chi- Mike's being very chiming today. So anyway, that's my pick. And, it, you know, it's weather-related, too, because of the fact that storms come through. They take out the power. I get unhappy. I lose my AC, you know, and all that sort of thing. So, But anyway, that's where we stand with that. Well, folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell the, the kind folks where they can mm-hmm. find out more about your uh, musings? Um, yeah, when I do muse, uh, you can find me on Twitter at DSC Chipman, uh, or you can look for me. Uh, you can find my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. Most excellent. Uh, folks, if you want to find out more about me, you can always find my musings on twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or if you go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, you will find links to those and other crimes I may have committed or atrocities I may have committed in the past. If you want to find out more about the show, go over to geekiestshowever.com. And please give us reviews and comments on iTunes. They're always welcome. We appreciate it. Uh, helps the show get discovered by others. Well, folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you this week. I promise you at least Elisa will be back next week, and I'm pretty sure we may have Melissa back with us next week as well. So, uh, And Elisa has to give us a full report on the Sinbad show that she went to. That I, I put that as her homework. It is a requirement. We will give her a pass-fail grade depending on how well she does her report. And uh, we do expect footnotes and a uh, glossary to go along with it, Lisa, just so that you know. So, folks, thank you again for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed downloading it. And please remember, if nothing else between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Hey, Siri. Could you read the Three Geeky Ladies promo script? Sure. Elisa says, welcome to the Three Geeky Ladies podcast and introduces Susay and Vicky. Susay says, hello everyone. Vicky says, hi. Elisa, want to know how we feel about the new Apple product? Susay, what about the iOS camera? Vicky, or the MacBook Pro update? Elisa, Susay, and Vicky in unison, then, listen to the Three Geeky Ladies podcast. Siri, the Three Geeky Ladies podcast on the My Mac Podcasting Network.